Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CFL Podcast, and I hope everybody's having a wonderful day out there today. And today, for this episode, we're trying something a little bit different. This is going to be called After Dinner with Grace and Matt. Basically, what it is, is we sit down, we let you guys know what we had for dinner, gives you a little insight on how we eat. And then the second piece of it is Grace talks about either something she's learning in school or what she's currently studying. This is relevant because she is going to San Jose State University to obtain her master's in nutrition science. So this is just hanging out with us after dinner, discussing some nutrition. So I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this. And if you guys do, please take just a moment to like, rate, or subscribe us on the podcast. It means so much to me in keeping this podcast going. Have a great day, guys, and I hope you enjoy. So this is uh, this is the first episode, maybe the second, maybe the last, maybe maybe we'll do multiple of these. This is after dinner with Matt and Grace. Usually I put you first. Now I put me first. Oh, you, Grace thanks. and Matt. So no. anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so what we got going on is uh, Grace and I just finished up dinner today. We had some salmon with a little bit of garlic, a little bit of salt, a little bit of uh, what is that like an oregano uh, topping, and then we had it with some mixed veggies from Costco that we determined were delicious and frozen. So there's a big bag of them, and that's what we eat there along with the salmon. That's stir fry. The stir fry blend. It's yeah, frozen good. from Kirkland, and then also the salmons, which are individually frozen. Because I feel uh, like a lot like. of like the vegetable frozen ones are like corn, carrots, and peas. Like that's the big bag of mix that you get when it's frozen. Right, but this one's got broccoli. It's got snow peas. It's got mushrooms. It's got green beans. It's Red got peppers. green beans. It's got mushrooms. <laughs> it's got everything. Okay, so we were discussing what Grace was rather. She usually after dinner she'll talk about something either she has to study, which I think that we're keeping her from right now. Um, or uh, just something that she learned at school that she thought was cool. And I was like, man, we need to share these things because you are going to school for what? Again, remind the people. My master's in nutritional science. Master's in nutritional science. So she has a bunch of cool classes, and of course she learns a bunch of cool factoids and whatnot, and I thought it would be cool that after we finished up dinner, we let you know what you got, what we had to eat while we discuss what Grace learned in school. Yeah. So today you are studying for? Um, Oops, sorry. So this one's like not really that cool compared to like other cool stuff it's like a small amount of cool so stay turned so yeah um so this class that i'm in is like the rest of them are pretty like i'm like in a cool metabolism class and those kinds of things but the this one is i think it's called food production management or at least i call it food production management i don't really know what it's called um but it gives you like they make you take it as like the other side of a nutrition degree so it's um like we work in like an industrial kitchen and so we get to understand how like all of that works like reading recipes understanding recipes and then we'll have to do like nutritional analysis and stuff of recipes but on the other side of it we also have to like write them so that people can understand them like you'd say pretty like normal cooking things but it, if you're not someone who cooks and is, like, exposed to a kitchen like that, like, my mom, I always grew up kind of around that. But if you're not, it ensures that, like, by the time you're graduated that you kind of, like, have a full understanding. Of yeah, like, you know you know more part. than your basic way around the kitchen. Because you were talking about 
learning yeah. even stuff as detailed as like the different knives and what they cut for and how to prepare a lot of that stuff. Yeah, which to some people in different just kind styles of, of preparation of foods, right? Yeah, like the the French way that French culinary school would teach you to cut an onion versus like the American school, like how they yeah. would teach you to cut an onion. And like a lot of it, I would say, is common sense. But like to a couple of people around there, like it's not common sense because they didn't grow up with a parent teaching them that. So then, if you didn't, I mean. How would you know? How else do you know? Yeah, so we do, like, knife skills and whatever. But also, like, we're in an industrial kitchen, so you learn, I mean, obviously all, like, the machinery and stuff, but kind of, like, just kind of the whole way all of that works, which I've never worked in a restaurant job or anything, so. It's pretty cool. A lot of stuff I, yeah, understand, but just kind of, like, the all parts of that. Yeah, so this is going to relate to one of the things that prompted me to do this, uh, which was because we have this cool factoid, which is funny because this is the second time rolling through because the first time we got into it, we realized we should probably get all the uh, dates squared away perfectly uh, when giving the information. Yeah. Right, babe? Right. Mm, so they're squared away. Yay. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and break right into the the topic of discussion, um, which well, was you could start it. With, yeah, <clears throat> this is just like... Going over which departments do what within the United States. We got like CDC, FDA, USDA, EPA, all of them. Who does fish? Who does alcohol? Who does what? But we were talking about food additives, um, which are... I Falls mean, under the FDA, right? The Food Drug Administration. I think they do additives, yeah. Yeah, because they do like dietary supplements, whatnot. Food, I mean, food additives are... That's kind of like a giant broad category because it's anything being added to your food. So like sure we think of them as like MSG but also like salt, spices. That's a food additive like you're adding them um, to either uh, appeal like the taste or the texture or the looks of it or the shelf life or like tons of other things are like the reasons for additives. So some of them totally great and like things that we would choose to do. Um, some of them are like the bad things that we certainly do not like. So I think the, what was it like 1938 or whatever was when all that came about. Yeah. It's when the FDA started. <clears throat> um, no, I think it was there. Anyways, we won't go to specifics, but anyway, okay. <laughs> I'll kill the show with specifics again. <laughs> I get, I get a little caught up on specifics. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's necessary. So a while back, the Delaney cause, um, was added to the FDA, and that said that no, I think, like, additive that was known can be put into food if we know that it can cause um, cancer in humans or in animals, and there was, like, a zero tolerance to that. Um, And then there's been kind of just, like, back and forth about that for a really, really long time um, because the argument was that, like, with zero tolerance, like, well, then how do we, what about pesticides? Right. When there was, like, such a freaking push for pesticides in this country. Which some, I think, great, fine. But I think we took it, guys, a little bit to the extreme. But, uh... Yeah, and if you guys actually listen to uh, Carrie Gillum's um, talk that I have on here... Oh, yeah. That's a talk about pesticides. You were there for that DDC with yeah. me, right? That was the first one we went to. So that would, that's what her um, whole entire talk is about. We'll actually link that one below in the show notes as well as her book, Whitewash. So if you want a good... Solid read. <laughs> you can learn about all the poisons of the food. But go ahead and continue. I'm yeah, sorry. no. So I think we really just took that kind of to the extreme and just are pesticide happy everywhere all the time. Even if you don't realize that you are, you are. That's what your food is made of and your water. But <laughs> Good night. Um, good night. <laughs> good night. You are the weakest link. Okay. Eat your pesticides. But there's been kind of just like backlash back and forth about how 
Like, they took the Delaney cause off. They put it back in. They were just doing a bunch of stuff with it because they couldn't really decide if there was zero tolerance. Like, if there's, I think it's, like, something under whatever part per million um, that that should be able to be in the food if science can prove that it gives you, I think, like, a one in a, what, million type chance of getting the cancer. But meanwhile, uh, we didn't really realize how crazy we were running off with the pesticide land. And so they took this out. The government took this out to be able to... Yay, American government. To, well, I think, like, again, like, the idea was fine. Obviously, we have to be able to, like, mass produce things. Right. Um, and but, it's, and, and you, at some point, you got to do anything. But I think what the issue is, is, like you were saying, the leniency on how much is actually allowed. Because there's also different uh, products that contain a lot of these same chemicals that are in pesticides that they're using for, like preservatives in the food right yeah or like running around the same line and the issue really comes into and if you guys listen to carrie gillum's talk she even talks about it that there's a lot of the ingredients that are banned in uh, europe because of their toxicity level um the same companies that are feeding us foods here like our same popular brands like pepsi and doritos and uh, all these other things in the United States are actually made with poor quality ingredients, which means higher level of toxicities in the uh, ingredients and additives that they were using versus the very, very same product that is going to uh, our friends over there across the pond in Europe. So that's because that the European government said, no, look, levels at this or higher are not allowed in the ingredients and we'll test for it. And here in the United States, like Grace was just saying, uh, nobody really got a handle on what was what. And of course, due to my guess, I don't have any actual proof for this, but my guess is a lot of lobbying dollars were probably thrown their way to uh, help influence our wonderful politicians. And um, I know you're kind of looking up something, but just this is going to be footnoted and paraphrased. Oh. But uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, fact factoid that footnoted and paraphrased. But this author Sherwood Fleming, I just read up here, he has this thing um, that was the first time that they had an issue with the zero tolerance thing with the pesticides because 17 days, it says here, um, that uh, 17 days before... Thanksgiving, he announced on 1959, in 1959 on November 9th, he announced that uh, the cranberries had all been apparently um, tainted with a, a weed, cur- uh, weed killer, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this name, but Amino Trizolo. Okay, close enough. Um, we'll say it's close enough. We'll say it's close enough. Uh, the- anyone that would know that, like would already know what you're saying and then pretty much like 95% of the people wouldn't. So. Yeah, well basically guys, it's a weed killer and it was showing guys, that it's a science thing. It was showing that it was to uh, cause thyroid cancer in lab rats. So this guy um, who I think was a politician of some sort, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, he had okay, so at this point he was working for the FDA uh, announced that the house went to housewives that that were, you know, cuz remember back in 1959 here. Um, that he cautioned about them uh, using cranberries in their Thanksgiving dinners. So needless to say, <laughs> cranberry cells plummeted. <laughs> and then it came out that it was only in 1% and the contamination levels weren't nearly uh, what he had thought or as deadly as they had thought. So 99% of all the crops were completely fine. Oh um, so I think that's what 
is probably some of the things that they would use to cite to, or at least I would, at saying that, like, hey, look, you killed a bunch of these farmers in the ecosystems of the cranberry. Like, as far as, like, people buying them right at what I would imagine would be one of their peak sales, um, other than, you know, Christmas and stuff like that. Ha- stuff like that happens. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's, that was right before Thanksgiving. Oh. That's why oh, I killed yeah. it. It was on November, November 9th, 1959. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, yeah, so we banned stuff, and then we let it back in, and then we banned it again. I mean, we have to be able to let it back in somewhat. I just think, like... Yeah, we could do a hell of a lot better of a job. And it's not not that. It's just that there should just be more regulation on, I mean, but those companies are so big. That's like a life of its own. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and we encourage you guys. There's actually a thing called uh, the U.S. Right to Know, and that's actually the nonprofit that Carrie Gilman and the other investigative journalists that are doing the same line of work as far as getting these ingredients and pesticides out of it, which um, I know I she was... I it's, it's not so much like getting it out. It's just like informing people on what... What it's in. What choices they're... Like, yeah, what they're choosing to do. Like, it's kind of with, like, the challenge. Like, informing people, like, no, sugar is in, like, a lot of things. And, like, it's not that sugar is, like, the devil on its own. You should just be informed every time you're having it so that you have an understanding of what you're doing. Right. And sometimes you're probably going to choose to have it. Like, you're going to choose to have whatever when you feel like... You're going to choose to have ice cream sometimes. But, like, when you're eating ice cream you're you know what you're eating made a conscious choice to have that treat you're not like eating ketchup being like oh my gosh i'm eating this because i'm so healthy with my like vegetables and you wouldn't eat ketchup with vegetables with my whatever health food and then meanwhile it's like full of sugar and you just had no idea like you should just know what you're choosing and like you should just be informed so i think that was her kind of thing is just like that. They shouldn't yeah. be hiding it. We should just be informed. Right. That's why it's a, and then that's the nonprofit she works for is the U.S. Right to Know, the which right is, know. which is exactly what, uh, exactly what their intention is. Um, the other thing the FDA does is that they, um, I think they have to, what are they on? Oh, drugs, obviously the Food and Drug <laughs> Administration. Um, so they, yeah, infant formula is actually the only thing that has to have a date, whatever date, a label, uh, what's that word? I don't know, because I don't know what you're going to tell me. Like the use by, sell by? <laughs> yeah, a label. A, la- a, a table. date? A date, yeah. Sure, a date. I feel like there's like another term that I'm... An expiration date? Uh, yeah, maybe that. We'll go with that. Okay. So everything else is just This like... is what happens when we do it after dinner at the end of the night yeah. at 9 o'clock here. This is what happens all the time. Yeah, podcasting. Podcasting. Podcasting at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, no, but that because we, we talked about... Um, food labels and whatnot before. Right. But that infant formula is actually the only thing that has to have a date on it. Oh. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Um, but the FDA... But at least there's that. Yeah, but at least there's that. So they have like a super strict kind of thing, obviously, with drugs, medications, and whatnot. But they are super lenient on dietary supplements. So like that protein you're drinking and like... Oh, yeah. All that says not, not approved by the FDA or anything. That is Right, because it's... Because yeah. all of those supplements are treated as food, not as drugs. Yeah. But so anytime you're taking like over the counter, like, I don't know, your green tea extract or your any your creatine or your anything that's being treated as a food, not as a, not as a drug. So it's like, uh, I think it's that it's not, it's like innocent till proven guilty. Like all of those things are just assumed that they're completely fine for you. And I don't mean like protein, like obviously we pretty much think that that's okay but a new brand or anything comes out with like a new idea or a new like hydroxy cut and all that kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff yeah it's 
basically innocent until proven guilty. They're considered <laughs> fine until they have enough of a reason to think that they're not fine. Like, oh shit, it killed a few people. I guess We're it's not that great. actually say maybe take less. Yeah, and if you want a funny thing on that, you watch that like uh, Bigger, Faster, Stronger documentary on Netflix by uh, Mark Bell. Oh, funny. Bigger, faster, stronger. No, it's actually about steroids. So, Uh, but at one point he literally grabs some uh, dudes like out front of, (laughs) okay. He literally grabs some dudes like outside of Home Depot, like has him help him like bundle up some supplements and like a month later they're on a shelf at GNC. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super paraphrased and obviously a little attention grabbing, but go check it out for yourself. But, um, yeah, so anyhow, always be cautious of your proprietary blends out there. Uh, usually I stick tried and true. My go-to is a, uh, and this is not a paid sponsored. Um, but it can be. <laughs> yeah, we're cheap here. Uh, <laughs> it's Now Sports, which um, is, the, uh, is the company name there. And they're actually usually found at, like, Trader Joe's and other health food stores for their other supplements. But you could just buy their straight-up unflavored whey protein, and it's literally whey protein. If you get their vanilla one, it does have vanilla extract um, and also natural flavors, which we all know that that's usually just some preservative and things. Yay. Uh, But now sports is one of the least chemical bound. It also doesn't taste the best. Yeah, but I but it gets like the job done. People, that's what yeah, I drink. That's what I take. Like, I'll link it in the show notes. Take it out yourself. When they're like, oh, my protein doesn't taste that good. And you're like, you're not having protein as like a treat and a dessert. Like, get it down the hatch and be <laughs> over it, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. And on this note, um, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll kind of we'll wrap this up. But actually, speaking of supplements, uh, the official statement um with us with supplements, though, is probably try to avoid using them as much as possible. I don't know. I would say the more the better. <laughs> is that your official advice on record here on the microphone? Yeah, I can say that until I have, like, my... Until you are actually a registered like dietitian? Yeah. No, I don't mean that at all. Yeah, so be careful who you're talking to about your nutrition advice out there, too. Um, but I think the one thing to sum that up with was uh, at the DDC at CrossFit HQ... They, one of the speakers, oh man, I forget, man, I forget which one, but um, put this thing up that basically said to kill the argument against certain diets was that a healthy diet does not require a supplement. Therefore, a diet that requires any sort of supplement or you receiving supplement advice at the exchange of a whole food, it is not a healthy diet. Um, and I, that falls logically. I think a lot of people in the challenge are kind of in this, like trying to get in better quality food at different times of the day. So they've gone to like protein shakes or like bars in which you're using that because it's convenient and you really shouldn't be taking more than like, I mean, one a day seems still like pretty extreme because what you get out of like whole foods is, which is like, it's kind of just not fair. They took over that grocery store name because now it's confusing. But what it's you get out of confusing. foods that are whole um, is, I mean, that's what your diet needs to consist of for, like, the next, the years coming. But while you're using that as convenience or using a shake, you know, because whatever, you're out on the, whatever your job is all day, at, at any point, you could sub that food in with a regular meal. You, you could, just are choosing the convenience of yeah, that, you could, you know? Yeah, you could swim the supplement in with a regular meal. Yeah. You said the food. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. You should be eating food instead of that. But that's, like, some uh, just choice people are choosing 
For convenience. For convenience. Over yes. actual health. So realize that you should be doing that as least as possible. Yeah, it just shouldn't be something you rely on, like, long term. You should be able to sub in, like, when can I have real food instead of this? Like, at every time. You should be able to think of, you know, or at least have options in your head. Like, what could I do instead of this? Cool. One last word. What is it? What do you mean? Let's go. Let's end it. Oh, like Let's... have a thing to say? Yeah, because I was going to do that on the last one, and then when you, you were adding more about the supplement, so then I figured, okay, well, then we'll just... We'll no, end it's going to go pure and end it. It's going to go last Okay, then we'll end it up with the... Uh, with the last uh, piece of the discussion there. So, a healthy diet does not require one with supplements. That is right. That is right. And if your diet requires supplements, you are not on a healthy diet. You're not on a healthy diet. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Have a great rest of your Have day. Have a great rest of your night.